0: Welcome to the Nutrition Unpeeled podcast, a place where hungry minds discuss all things evidence-based nutrition, fitness, mindset, and healthy living. We're your hosts, registered dietitian and nutritionists, Courtney, Darian, and Hannah. Let's dive in. The information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only, so always speak to a healthcare provider, such as a registered dietitian who can work with you directly about your unique healthcare needs. Have you ever felt confused or overwhelmed about all the nutrition information out in the world? I know even as a registered dietitian, it can feel overwhelming and confusing at times. And we know our clients at Vitality Nutrition have definitely felt confused and overwhelmed. And so many times clients come to us and ask like, oh, like we love the support we're receiving from you, but Mm -hmm. we want to learn more. Like, do you have any podcast recommendations for us? And oftentimes, like I say no, because I don't want to send them a Podcast that adds to the overwhelming confusion. And truthfully, I haven't come across many nutrition podcasts yeah, that I yeah. think are
1: reliable and evidence based. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All the information out there that needs kind of ciphering through and navigating, what a better way than to do it ourselves. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I often say I'm, to clients, I'm like, this, our job is to like sift through like the BS mm-hmm. for you and to make it work for you. And I feel like that's what we want to do with this podcast.
0: Yeah. So that's really where the idea was sparked like, okay, we're recommending that our <laughs> clients maybe get out and moving and listening to a podcast uh, you know keep them entertained as they're walking or spending out time outside being active so yeah we'll we'll create the podcast and give them something to listen to and here we are yeah Welcome to our very first Nutrition Unpeeled podcast. My name is Courtney. I'm a registered dietitian and the owner of Vitality Nutrition, which is a private practice based here in Saskatoon, Um, but we support clients all across Saskatchewan. So um, when I'm not supporting my clients, you can probably find me at the gym working on my fitness. I love to stay active. Anyone in Saskatoon maybe sees me by the river, walking the Miwasan Trail, Um, and when I'm not outside moving my body, I'm usually experimenting with recipes in the kitchen and all of the successful recipes you can find on the Vitality Nutrition blog. Um, So if you want to check out what I'm up to in the kitchen, definitely go to our website and, and search up some recipes.
1: I'm Darian, I'm a registered dietitian as well. I've had the privilege of being mentored and working with Vitality actually throughout my nutrition degree and then once I completed it and passed my um, licensing exam, I was working full time with Vitality. Um, Aside from Vitality, I'm actually a CrossFit coach at a local gym here in Saskatoon called CrossFit 150. But you know, aside from that, I like staying active too and trying out new things in Saskatoon and checking out the local food scene.
2: Yeah, and I'm Hannah, I am the third and final (laughs) dietitian, the newest of the team at Vitality. Um, I just finished school earlier this year and I also have a previous kinesiology degree, so through that I've done lots of different personal training and group training, so I'm also on the team quite active. From Saskatoon, been here my whole life. So, I like the opportunity not only to explore here, but also to explore elsewhere. So, when we can get on planes again and travel the world, I will be the first one out.
0: (laughs) So, for our first episode, um, we're diving into a big topic today. We're talking common weight loss mistakes and how to fix them. Um, So, before we dive in, um, we wanted to kind of preface this conversation that weight loss, while it might be a goal and a very valid one for some people, it's not going to fix um, (laughs) all of your problems.
2: Yeah. So what we see a lot um, with clients is that they have, you know, a very specific weight that they want to be at. Um, And when you talk to them, you kind of think like, oh, like they have this vision of what their life could look like at that weight. Um, And while we, like Courtney said, we totally think it's valid and we support clients with a range of different goals. We do want to make it clear, I guess, that we know that, you know, change doesn't just come from weight loss and weight loss and weight is not a behavior in itself. Hmm.
1: That's really, that's a good point, Hannah. And so that kind of comes to there's so many other variables that we as dietitians are helping our clients and supporting them on in their journey. It's their energy levels. It's their digestion. It's their mindset. It's their sleep. So weight loss is just one of them. But of course, it's not the end all be all. And um, just kind of prefacing that during today, we're going to be tackling that but of course keeping in mind that it extends beyond that so that leads us to our first mistake which is setting a weight loss goal outside of your set point range so setting a goal below your body's natural set point is a common mistake we see with clients who are struggling with weight loss prior to working with us but we kind of have to understand what set point weight is
2: Essentially, what set point weight is, is that it is a theory um, that we use and we consider when we're helping clients set an appropriate weight loss goal for them. And so, really, what set point weight suggests is that we all have a biological range where we, our body, is most comfortable living. Um, this biological range can change throughout your life. However, we know that if you're trying to lose uh, weight below this range. Um, it can be very difficult or your body kind of goes into this mechanism where it's going to um, prevent you from losing further weight. And again, if you're going above this range of your what we consider your natural set point, um, it can also be challenging for your body or harder on your body than staying within kind of that natural set point. Weight. Mm-hmm.
0: So, something we often see with our clients is that they perhaps are setting a weight loss goal, um, a weight that may, they maintained at a different time in their life, but maybe it's not the most appropriate weight for them right now because we actually know that our body weight can change throughout our life. And so, that's something that we consider as well. And by no means can we perfectly predict our set point weight or set point weight range because we do know it's normal for our weight to fluctuate a little bit. Um, we can help clients explore what that is as we're working with them to ensure that we're not setting a goal below their body's biological predetermined set point weight, which Hannah mentioned can be very difficult to maintain, but also detrimental to our health. So I work with a lot of women um, with their hormone health goals, and we know that if we're pushing our body below that set point range or to a very low body fat percentage, we can get into some detrimental consequences like losing our menstrual cycle altogether. So. So just one thing to consider um, when we're exploring this healthy set point range. All right, the second mistake that we see is consuming too little protein throughout the day.
1: When we work with our clients one-on-one, before they come in, we have them go through an assessment phase and it's just gives us a little bit of insight into where they're at, kind of what their food intake looks like. And more often than not, we do discover that clients are consuming less protein than what we might recommend, not even for weight loss goals, but to just support them overall. Um, And the solution to this is often prioritizing protein rich foods throughout their day in their meals and snacks. And I think a lot of
0: times when clients think of like, Uh, prioritizing protein, they think, oh, it's all about like building muscle, which Mm -hmm. is definitely like an important reason to consume adequate protein. If you are strength training, you need those amino acids (laughs) or those building blocks of protein to um, build and repair your muscles. But there's some reasons to consume a protein rich diet outside of just building muscle. And so when it comes to weight loss specifically, we do know there's a few key reasons um, why protein can support us with that goal.
2: So the first point of protein um, is that it can actually increase your metabolism. So protein containing foods have what is called a high thermic effect of food, which essentially means that it requires a lot of energy for our body to digest protein. And because of this, a higher protein diet can actually boost your metabolic rate, which then can assist with weight loss.
0: Another reason to prioritize protein if your goal is weight loss is because it's actually going to naturally decrease your hunger levels. And this is because protein decreases a hormone that elevates our hunger called ghrelin. So when we eat more protein, we naturally feel more satisfied throughout the day. So we find for our clients that they might naturally be, you know, grazing or snacking a little bit less, which obviously affects their overall caloric intake. So again, that Prioritizing protein throughout the day is just going to make you feel Mm -hmm. naturally more satisfied.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then of course we can't forget that protein plays a very crucial role in blood sugar stabilization. So consuming protein helps to slow the release of glucose from the carbohydrates we consume. This just leads to more stabilized blood sugars throughout our day, so you don't get those kind of rises and falls in energies and prevents those cravings that, you know, might even lead to overeating later on in the day. Again, just having protein with each um, meal and snack is kind of that key strategy we support a lot of our clients with.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, if you've worked with any of us before, (laughs) then you've heard a lot about blood sugars. It's something that we talk a lot about. Um, And so, yeah, like Darian said, it's just going to help us feel more energized and level throughout the whole day. And definitely blood sugars, I'm sure, is something that we'll dive into more (laughs) um, as we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So, of course, our tip here is to prioritize protein throughout the day. But everyone is going to have unique protein Mm -hmm. requirements. So this is where, when we're working with our clients one-on-one, we're really able to dig in and give them more A more customized recommendation for their specific goals, whether it be their goals in the gym or their weight loss goals. Um, So our bottom line for this point is to try to include your protein rich foods at all your meals and even a snack um, and see if you notice some of those benefits Mm -hmm. that we talked about.
1: The third mistake we see, I love this one, is cutting <laughs> out fatter carbs. We don't have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Clients are often so surprised to hear that consuming both fat and carbs can not only improve their overall health, but it honestly can help them reach their weight loss and body composition goals more sustainably. Um, there's so many benefits of fats and carbs. Some reasons, um, and here are kind of some reasons that we do recommend. We include them in your weight loss plan and you absolutely can be enjoying these in your day.
0: Yeah. And just kind of like as a sidebar, Mm -hmm. I find it interesting to work with clients of different ages Mm -hmm. because we often see where this influence of fat restriction or carbohydrate restriction comes in. I feel like depending, you know, what uh, age your parents are and what influence they might have had and how they talked about um, Mm -hmm. these specific foods might influence your thinking. So sometimes even like when we're digging into consuming more fats and carbs, it's not just about knowing the importance of fats and carbs and what they do for our body physically, but understanding like what's the mindset block that's holding you back Mm -hmm. from maybe including these foods in your diet.
2: Yeah, totally. I feel like we were all raised in, like, the low-fat, the low-fat, yeah. like, world, and now we're kind of going, like, the world's going back to the low-carb, like, keto mm-hmm. craze. But, mm-hmm. anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We digress. Yeah. digress. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> when it comes to fats,
0: one reason that prioritizing fats in your meals, when it comes to... Um, Weight loss success is because fats, much like protein, as Darian discussed, is actually going to help to support and stabilize your blood sugars. So that means you're going to feel satisfied for longer. You're not going to have those dips that lead to hunger and craving, which can increase snacking habits. And it's not that we're like against snacks, we think that they're a very important way to support your energy levels throughout the day and your overall energy intake. Um, but we just want to ensure that we're having enough at a meal to feel satisfied, and fats are an important way to do that.
2: So then why carbs are so important? um, Well, for many reasons, they keep us happy. But part of the reason (laughs) they keep us happy is they actually keep our stress hormone, which is called cortisol low. So cortisol is a hormone that we talk about quite a bit um, with clients because cortisol is a stress hormone in our body. So when we are restricting carbohydrates, this can lead to actually like a physiological drive to consume carbohydrates later in the day. And this is because carbs are our main energy source as human beings. Um, So, you know, if for restricting, there's definitely a natural consequence of elevated cortisol and draining this um, physiological and psychological resources required to, quote unquote, control our food intake. Um, so this is a huge thing we see. You know that restrict and then feeling at the end of the day almost out of control or like, oh, I did so good um you know before 3 p.m and then it kind of all went to hell after supper Mm -hmm.
0: yeah and i think a lot of times for clients they're like oh i just don't have enough willpower yeah you know if i just had more willpower and i could be consistent but it's like hmm maybe we need to work with your body a little bit more Mm -hmm. and ensure it's satisfied and it's getting those carbohydrates and fats throughout the day and oftentimes we find that improves overall consistency Mm -hmm.
1: um so Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, similar to the protein piece, how court discussed, um, you know, when we're working with our clients, we absolutely kind of help them. Well, we do help them find a personalized <laughs> carb and fat um, level that just is going to support, you know, their body composition, activity levels, food preferences, mm-hmm. and make sure it's something that you feel you're nourishing your body with. And also, I mean, making sure we're hitting on those key nutrients too to support overall balance intake. Yeah. So our bottom line for this
0: point is we understand it can be really scary to reintroduce Mm -hmm. carbohydrates or fats if you come from a history of restricting them. Um, However, we support you to overcome those mindset blocks so you can be obtaining the fats and carbs you need to thrive and nourish your body like Darian said. So including those fats and carbs for many people is a common mistake and that's one that we can help you overcome.
2: our fourth point is not getting enough sleep, which I feel like if you've listened to any health-related podcast or read anything (laughs) health-related, you guys have probably heard how important sleep is. Um, But really, when it comes to nutrition, sleep has a really big impact on our hormones, which Mm -hmm. Courtney was talking about, our hunger hormone, ghrelin, and then also we have a full hormone called leptin. And essentially what happens when we have a crummy sleep or our body isn't rested the way it needs to be, um, we kind of get a double whammy effect, essentially, on these hormones. bones. So, your gremlin, so hunger, or like... I was gonna say your gremlin. I always say <laughs> hey, that. to I'm like, but you're gremlin. That's a good bone. way to remember <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Your Gremlin hormone, which is the one, like I said, keeps you um, or gets you hungry, um, that it will actually increase. So you'll feel hungrier. And then the leptin hormone can decrease, which leptin is going to make you feel full. And there's where you kind of get that double whammy effect of increasing an appetite.
1: Yeah. And there's been some studies that have just showed that, you know, sleep deprived individuals just you do tend to choose foods that are higher in calories and carbohydrates. And again, it kind of comes to that physiological cue from your body to get that dense source of energy immediately and again that typically comes from maybe higher fat or higher uh, carb containing foods. Yeah
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of times people think like oh I'm going to get some more time in my day cut my sleep, hit Mm -hmm. the gym 4am, 5am. And that's going to support my weight loss goals. And while we definitely want our clients to stay active and moving, I often tell clients, I would rather you get Mm. a good night's sleep Mm -hmm. over get your workout in like that is such an important pillar. Um, I think all of us agree here and support our clients with that is that if your goal is weight loss, prioritizing sleep um, is key. Our fifth mistake that we see is aiming too high, which is an es- essentially a mindset concept that we talk about with our clients here at Vitality Nutrition. Um, so I know for me, like when I started working as a dietitian and I meet with my clients, they had these like awesome goals and I'm like, "Yep, yeah, I'm on board to support mm-hmm. you. And so... Perhaps maybe they have a weight loss goal and we identify that getting some more movement is going to support them with that. So maybe right now they are pretty inactive. They're getting like 2000 steps a day. Let's say they're mostly working an office job. So it's like, okay, yeah, let's get 10,000 steps. That's really going to support your weight loss goal. And so we set this high goal that truthfully, is a little bit outside of their comfort zone. They haven't been moving much, so to get that many more steps per day is going to be a huge shift to their habits. So um, maybe they hit that (laughs) 10,000 goal for the first day, but after that, it's really challenging and they're feeling discouraged. So they'd come back to me being like, oh, I failed. Like, I didn't follow through on this Mm -hmm. habit that we set. And so when we have those feelings of failure, we're not really encouraged to continue You know, making these positive changes towards our goals. So, the solution that I found was aiming low. And so, aiming low doesn't mean you have this, you don't have a big, powerful goal that you'd like to achieve for your life. It just means the first actionable step you take is within your comfort zone and something you're confident you can achieve. So, as a specific example, maybe if I'm working to increase my Um, daily movement, um, and I'm only at 2,000 steps, maybe I set my goal for 3,000 for the week. And people might be thinking, like, that's not going to do anything. And truthfully, like, it might not move the needle very much at first. But what it does do is it increases your confidence Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, 3,000 easy. Like that's like a walk around the block. Mm -hmm. And so you do that for a week and my clients would come back and be like, yeah, I crushed that. Like, I'm so confident that was easy. And it's like, okay, let's go for 4,000. And again, that little bit of an increase, they're confident they can do it. And eventually we build that habit up to where it needs to be
1: to make a shift and
0: to move the
1: needle towards their goal. And, you know, it helps with their self-integrity too, right? Because Mm -hmm. when they're able to say, yeah, like I hit 3,000 steps now, that's awesome. Versus maybe being like, oh, I was aiming for 10,000, wasn't able to do it. I'm down on myself now. I wasn't able to stick to my commitment to myself. Mm-hmm. Whereas setting those small, achievable goals, you're able to just build on those small habits. Yeah,
0: I-, I love what you said about integrity. So to me, like self integrity means doing what you say you're gonna do, which I think is so important for anyone with any goals, specifically weight loss, because if we start breaking promises to ourselves, Oh, it's tricky to come back from that. And so we want to maintain that self-integrity by setting those goals that we're confident we can achieve. Um, And it's okay to be like, that's too much for me this Mm -hmm. week. I can't do that. I'm not ready for that. Then we just bring that habit change or that goal down to something that you can achieve.
2: Yeah, totally. And I feel like just to add to kind of what both Darian and Courtney have said already, I think too, like, you know, when you're excited to start a new journey, whatever that journey is um, for us, you know, maybe it's the weight loss journey and you're so motivated and that we know motivation will waver as we like discussed. But, you know, the other thing that we need to keep in mind is that we're assisting clients to make habits that are going to be sustainable. So, You know, like I had a client yesterday who he's like, all I want to do is look good. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and he was like, I will literally eat chicken breast like as much as you want. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, like you could eat chicken breast and protein powder for a month and look exactly how you want. But, you know, that's a miserable life and you'll never sustain that. So I think that kind of comes to this point, too, of, you know, we want to be focusing on habits that maybe it's not that it isn't that quick result, but it's that sustainable long term result. And so that leads into that, too. So the bottom line for like our comment here, our point here, was that we really think it's important to commit to habits that you are confident that you can consistently follow through with. And really, that is because it builds that Mm -hmm. self-integrity that we talked about, which is so crucial um, to creating that consistency that you need to actually experience those long-term results. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: the sixth mistake we often see again love this one not eating enough Mm -hmm. fiber and you know not even from well from a weight loss perspective but also from overall health and digestive health so fiber is so important again for that blood sugar stability we keep talking about but also it plays such a crucial role in supporting our digestive health our satiety across the day Um, And it plays a really important role too as specific types can even support things like um, lowering cholesterol levels and just maintaining that healthy gut bacteria microbiome.
0: Darian would probably love to go down the yeah. rabbit hole of digestive health. She's our digestive health girl, so she's passionate about these topics like fiber. And so we definitely probably will do a digestive mm-hmm. health episode. But from the perspective of weight loss, like Darian yeah. said, that blood sugar management keeping yeah. us full. So, I mean, if you are someone who feels like you could benefit from tracking your food and that would be supportive, a goal that you might aim mm-hmm. for is just 25 grams of fiber a day just check in on your fiber level see where you're at um of course if you do do a little bit of food tracking whether it's writing it down or tracking it in an app that's something that we can take into account Mm -hmm. if you ever want to work with us in our coaching program
2: Okay. Yeah. So I also want to say that I think we all hear from clients, like, why haven't we ever heard about fiber, right? Like we don't hear about fiber in mainstream media. It's not like a trend on TikTok about your fiber <laughs> intake or anything like that. And I say to clients, not because not fiber isn't important, but because fiber is not sexy, you yeah. know, <laughs> like digestion is not something that is super sexy to talk about. Um, so that's why we don't hear about it. Not because it's not important. Um, it's super important. And that's really our bottom line is that we know ingesting adequate amounts of fiber is not only going to help us feel full, which can assist with weight loss, but also it can help with so many things like Darian talked about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so just to complete the point, if you are checking in on your fiber intake, we say at least 25 grams of fiber. Mm -hmm. It's okay if you get more. Sometimes there's consequences if you get too much. (laughs) So maybe that will be a separate episode.
2: A less sexy episode. (laughs) (laughs)
0: The seventh mistake we see with clients is focusing on what they shouldn't be doing or shouldn't be eating. So that word should. It's always a word I'm mindful of in my in my vocabulary, um, that binary language like I should do this, I shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be aware of that. And then instead of focusing on we what we shouldn't be doing, we want to focus on what we can add. So just as an example with nutrition, maybe clients are identifying like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be eating so much sugar. I shouldn't be eating so much Mm -hmm. processed foods. Um, So instead, like, it's actually really helpful to know what you don't want to do or what's not supportive. But from there, we want to shift the language um, to what you can be adding. So it's like, okay, well, if I... Don't want to be eating as much processed foods. What do I want to be eating? Oh, I want to be eating more vegetables and more fruits and more lean proteins and more of these fiber rich foods that we talked about. And so we find that focusing on what we call the ad mindset is far more empowering. It's like a really positive place to take action from. And it's exciting to focus on what we can add. Our brains actually like focusing on those foods rather than staying fixated on what we shouldn't
1: do, which almost makes us want to do it it more, more, think about it more. Absolutely, And I always see like a cool thing is, you know, when I'm finished with a client or we're having a discussion, they walk away saying like, wow you just told me all these things that I can be adding and including in my diet I came in here expecting you to tell me don't have this don't have that we have to cut out this and that and it's like absolutely not so it is a pretty cool thing to reframe that into the positive perspective like no these are all awesome things we can add to your day that are gonna support your goals and overall health
2: yeah totally and I think that just like comes down to like you know, we hear so much about like when it comes to weight loss or goals about changing our body, it can be like a pretty negative space in general. Um, and yeah, is saying what you shouldn't be doing. So it's a huge shift in the mindset for clients. Um, it can be exciting, like Courtney said, and then also kind of scary for them too, because you know, they haven't trusted themselves to add more foods. Their whole lives have been, where can I restrict? Um, so it's definitely a shift but a huge one that I feel like improves our overall mental well-being, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: and, like, I just want to add, even for myself, I'll catch my brain, too, focusing Mm -hmm. on what I shouldn't be doing. And instead of getting down on myself, I just say, hey, like, that's, you know, that's what I'm thinking about. How can I take this information and just flip it around to focus on what yes. I want to add? And so I think our bottom line is, you know, it's going to happen where maybe your mind kind of goes down the train of what you shouldn't be doing. But you're a lot, or you're able if you can catch that thinking, you can switch it and you can focus on this ad mindset.
1: Our eighth mistake we see is going longer than five hours between meals. So this is something we like to remind our clients of that, you know, going longer than five hours between meals might cause you to become too hungry. Absolutely we want to be honoring our hunger cues, listening to our body. But going longer than that five hour period kind of leads you to overeat because now your body has access to food and it just wants all of it. Yeah.
0: I like to describe it to clients a bit like a pendulum Mm -hmm. and we can think of it from like being really hungry or even from our blood sugars dipping. And so Mm -hmm. when we get to that side of, oh, it's been a long time, I'm getting really hungry, it's like this pendulum. I just picture it right now swinging to the side Mm -hmm. of too hungry. And what happens to a pendulum when it builds up momentum? It's going to swing hard the other way. And that's kind of what happens with our eating as well. It's like maybe when we do have access to food, we feel really ravenous. We're eating quickly. We just can't satisfy. We might even have some of those increased stress hormones that Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier um, on this show. So the solution is just to check in on your meal timing and consider that if it's going to be longer than five hours between meals, that's a great time to plan a snack between to support yourself um, and prevent the overeating that can hold you back from your weight loss goals specifically.
2: Yeah, and I just want to hammer home the point that, like, that being too hungry and starting to eat or overeat, that is a physiological drive, Mm -hmm. right? It's not again, like we've talked about people perceive things as a lack of willpower. Mm -hmm. That's not what it is. If your body does not have fuel, which it gets from food, it is going to push you to get that fuel. Um, So again, not a personal fault, but literally why we want to eat regularly throughout the day, support our blood sugars comes back to we have a physiological need for food um, and meeting those needs can really help us be more mindful of our intake or approach our intake in like a more planned matter, if you will.
0: Yeah, sometimes I have to remind myself like, thank you body for taking care of me when maybe I'm forgetting or not intentional with taking yeah. care of myself. <laughs> Our ninth mistake is overcomplicating meal prep. And we know that having some foods prepped is going to be very supportive of being consistent with our intake. A lot of people are busy, so having you know, those meals ready to go in the fridge or some ingredients prepped and ready mm-hmm. is definitely helpful. But if we make it too complicated, maybe we're trying to... Um, come up with too many new recipes in our week or we're switching up our meals all the time, it can be very overwhelming, both from the perspective of grocery shopping and like prepping and planning these meals. So we do have a few tips to simplify your meal prep um, so that you can support your weight loss goals, but also like your overall health and nutrition.
2: Yeah, definitely. So one of our favorite ones is just upgrading your favorite meal. So, you know, we don't want to open overcomplicate things here so maybe it is just doing a little bit of an upgrade to boost your nutritional content of something that you already enjoy so really like one we see a lot is you know switching to greek yogurt or Skyr yogurt versus just your regular yogurt and this is because those yogurts are going to have more protein which we've already talked about the importance of protein
1: hmm uh, Another one is choosing a weekly theme night. You know, do a classic Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Have pizza on Friday. Maybe you do breakfast for supper one night. There's nothing wrong with that. And you know, it creates consistency in your routine, kind of reduces some of the energy and time that goes into planning elaborate like fancy meals every single night and allows you to kind of have a little bit of a roadmap to how your night might look. In our household, you know, we love Taco Tuesday and definitely probably pizza for Friday is a classic one. But Even if you just start with one theme night a week, that can make a world of difference. You just know what ingredients to prep and have on hand.
0: And I feel like Hannah and Darian's point kind of go together. Mm -hmm. People are probably thinking, like, pizza? What? What? (laughs) and weight loss like you're recommending pizza (laughs) but there's tons of ways Mm -hmm. to upgrade these you know classic meals that we love like pizza and tacos with you know higher fiber crusts or adding some protein or having a salad Mm -hmm. on the side um so I think those points kind of blend beautifully together it's like have those consistent taco Tuesday pizza Fridays and then look for little ways where you can upgrade those recipes with some of the tips that we've shared throughout this podcast like more fiber more protein
2: Yeah, for sure. I also feel like with those two, like especially the weekly like theme night um, that Darian talked about is such a good one for families, Mm -hmm. right? So if you want to get like kids more involved or things like that, like doing tacos, burrito bowls, anything like that where, you know, they have more involvement or people can kind of personalize it takes not only some of the pressure off the person who's preparing the meal, um, but also just like gives you guys more variety as a family and actually like makes it a very enjoyable thing to Mm -hmm. do together.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and this point kind of goes with the last point, but our third tip for simplifying meal, Um, prep is to automate one meal per day. So to us that means like if there's a meal that you enjoy and you can just keep it the same day to day there's no shame in that. Like there's (laughs) opportunity to get variety at your other meals but having one meal that's the same can be a great way to just reduce some of the decision making Mm -hmm. fatigue when it comes to planning meals and so I know for me it's like my snack, yogurt berries with a few like walnuts or pumpkin seeds, that's a go to that I Mm -hmm. stay consistent with.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, people think I'm kind of crazy but I've literally been eating the same breakfast for like for you, like probably all throughout university still to this day. My egg white oatmeal, don't get me wrong. I absolutely have flexibility when, you know, I change up my breakfast on the weekends or if I'm out and about. But for sure, having that consistent breakfast during my work week, it's just, I just know what I'm going to have. It takes less pressure off my day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you want to try the egg white oatmeal (laughs) recipe, we do have that on the blog.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like along with that too, if it's one meal you have, or sometimes I'll suggest to clients to just have ingredients on hand Mm -hmm. that you need know um like you can make a meal with so you know maybe it's a super late day at the office you get home super late whatever it is the kids have activities I don't know but (laughs) if you know that you at least have something that you can throw together very easily um that's gonna set you up so you know like whether it is um like I often say like chicken sulaki skewers plus you're gonna have some rice in your cupboard and then you maybe have lettuce like there you go you have a meal like that you can quickly throw together um so you know almost having like those backup plans Mm -hmm. too um, so that you don't end up in a pinch and have no idea what to make.
0: Yeah, I think Darian actually just said that to me yesterday. We had (laughs) whipped up some breakfast uh, for dinner and she's like, ah, isn't it so awesome to have this reliable meal we can always (laughs) go to when we have like nothing else in the fridge and we just love it. So, Yeah. yeah. So our bottom line here is to commit to simple recipes that you know you can enjoy. And if you can make these subtle upgrades to boost the nutritional content, then that's awesome. And there's definitely no shame in repeating meals.
1: Our 10th mistake we see, this might be a little bit of a deeper one, but making change from a negative headspace. So I'll kind of start with a quote, you cannot hate yourself into a version of yourself that you can love. I love this quote. It really does hold true and resonate with our clients. If you're trying to get healthy from a place of self-hatred, every action you take to create that maybe quote unquote lovable body might feel like a punishment. And punishment-driven actions don't necessarily lead to great overall health in long term. Um, Instead, we can kind of root dietary and lifestyle changes from a place of love, curiosity, and kindness towards ourselves. We create more uplifting energy that allows us to make those consistent nourishing choices that can lead us to optimal health.
0: So maybe some of you
1: are thinking like, I
0: don't like my body or I hate my body right now, to go all the way to making changes from a loving place just seems out of grasp for me. That's not where I'm at. So a lot of times the solutions for clients is a stepping stone or a middle ground. And so that can be, you know, coming from a place of respect for your body. So maybe it's not like I eat protein because I love my body and it makes me feel so good and I'm taking care of myself. Um, But maybe it's I'm going to choose protein at my breakfast because that supports my energy levels. Mm -hmm. Um, That's making me feel satisfied throughout the focus on my work. So coming from a little bit more of a neutral place versus a uh, doing it because you love your body.
2: Yeah, or that you love where you're at already.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it can feel more genuine, I think. Mm-hmm. Our bottom line here is that dietary changes specifically um, that come from a place of judging ourselves or feeling unworthy usually don't lead to long-term supportive actions. So instead, we help our clients adopt a more compassionate inner dialogue so that they can create the type of emotion or uplifted energy um, or even neutral energy they need to create a lasting transformation to their habits. (music) All right, so to recap, the 10 common mistakes we see with our clients who have weight loss goals is setting a weight loss goal outside of their set point range, consuming too little protein, cutting out fats or carbs, not getting enough sleep, aiming too high with the initial actions they're taking towards their weight loss goal, not eating enough fiber, focusing on what they shouldn't be eating or doing, Going longer than five hours between meals without eating, overcomplicating meal prep, and making changes from a negative headspace. So we know that many of these fixes seem very simple in nature, but they can be challenging to implement, whether that's because you're forming new habits or you have some mindset barriers to overcome. So this is why we designed our nutrition coaching program so that we can support you with where you're at and offer you the education, accountability, and guidance to overcome the obstacles you're experiencing in your life and reach your unique goals. So if you are ready to start your weight loss journey or really start working towards any nutrition or health related goals, our team of registered dietitians, myself, Darian, and Hannah would all love to support you. And if you're curious to read a little bit more, we've actually fleshed this podcast out into a blog post. So you can find it on our blog um, at vitalitynutrition.ca. And we've even linked to some of our favorite recipes that we've discussed throughout this podcast, including Darian's egg white oatmeal, (laughs) some ideas for tacos and pizzas. So definitely check out the blog post if you're curious to dig into some more info. So that is it, our first podcast. Oh my gosh, this was a crazy experience. I think we're learning so much as we go. We did it. Yeah, thanks for listening. This has been so much
1: fun. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of hungry now. Yeah, well,
2: maybe next time there'll be less stop starts, but we're going to go eat breakfast now.
1: (laughs) Thanks for spending your time with us. To further
0: fill your plate, follow us on social media using the links in our show notes or visit us online at vitalitynutrition.ca. And as always, we welcome your ratings and reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay fed, stay moving, and stay well.
2: Produced at Sound Lounge by T-Bone.